You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, episode 54. In the past year since I started the podcast, I've spoken with so many women who have created an online business so they can make a living doing something they love that pays the bills and allows them to balance with their family life and a role as a mother. Each story is different, and each has its own unique struggles and triumphs. For a lot of these women, their businesses aren't just a way to make a living, it's also a way they get to express themselves and the way that they get to be creative. As I mentioned before, each story is different and fascinating in its own way. In today's episode, I chat with mommy and lifestyle blogger Jenna Riccardi, who was paving her own way to success while raising two beautiful daughters. I really loved Jenna's down-to-earth approach to blogging, as well as her obvious passion for learning and growing as a business owner. Don't forget to head over to her blog at www.glitzandglammom.com. I hope you enjoy my interview with mommy blogger Jenna Riccardi. listening to the Hustlenomics podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm so excited to be talking with Jenna Riccardi. She is the founder of Glitz and Glam Mom and the founder of NJ Mompreneur Networking. So, Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Awesome. Well, I did a little intro for you there, but I'd love if you don't mind to tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, sure. Okay, so my name is Jenna Riccardi. I'm from Brooklyn, New York originally, and now I live in central New Jersey. Um, I'm married. I have two toddler daughters. As anyone who follows me would see, they're kind of with me everywhere. Um, As far as Glitz and Glam Mom, it's a few months old. It's my lifestyle website, blog, um, social media accounts. And basically, I'm trying to inspire moms, give them ideas of places to take their kids that are really cool, affordable fashion, beauty product reviews. You know, moms are super busy. So I'm kind of like taking the legwork out of some of the research and trying to do it in a, you know, down to earth way, relatable way, not kind of out of touch things for the everyday mom. And as far as NJ Mamapreneur Networking, that's about a year and a half old. And Um, I started that because a lot of the mom Facebook groups where a lot of women were trying to advertise or network were very constricting about advertising, which I get, you know, people don't want to be bombarded with advertisements if it's a mom general group, but I decided to kind of make my own that way, you know, there are rules about how often you could advertise, but at least it's a place to kind of learn about each other's business. Women want to shop from other women and moms want to shop from other moms. So it kind of um, was a way to bring everyone together, you know, that are like-minded and be able to network and talk to each other. So that's awesome. I'm on your website right now. And I have to say, I absolutely love your logo. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted Rose Gold Incorporated because I'm just loving Rose Gold everything. So I wanted Rose Gold involved. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It's got a picture of her and her daughters. And so that's so unique. I've never really seen anything yeah. like that before. So very cool. So I'd love to learn a little bit about your background. How did you start blogging and getting into the social media world? Okay, so my 
bachelor's degree is from Brooklyn College, actually in TV and radio and communications. And I never at the time did anything with that. I did my master's in counseling with a concentration in school counseling and mental health counseling. And I was a school counselor until I had my older daughter. And then I resigned because where I live, I don't have help. My family's still in New York and my in-laws are in Florida. So I didn't, you know, I wanted to be home. So I basically, you know, became fully engulfed in motherhood. And I kind of unofficially became known. I always joke, or people have joked this to me of like calling me the mayor of the town. And because I always happened to know what events were going on or taking my kids here, there. And people started telling me, you should have a blog, you should have a blog. And I really didn't know anything about blogging or certainly how blogging is a business. And really anything more than blogging is just people who have a website and write articles. I didn't really know anything. So I kind of was intrigued by the fact of combining work with motherhood, but I didn't want to jump into it. So I spent probably six to eight months researching business of blogging, becoming a little bit more tech savvy than I was like you know, I consider myself very social media savvy, but I didn't know about things like HTML code or meta tags and um, widgets and plugins and all these things for a website. So I didn't want to jump into it and not know anything. So I spent a lot of time um, learning the business of it. And then I finally decided to jump, you know, into it when I felt the time was right. I just wanted a way to kind of combine motherhood with working. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned you have a background in like communications and TV and radio, but have you always been a writer as well? I was a writer kind of privately. Like I always kept journals or I would write poems or short stories. And when I was younger, I would like enter them in contests or publish them online. But I never, it wasn't something that I, you know, said, oh, I want to be a writer or, you know, I kind of did it because I liked it. Right. Yeah. Well, I love it. Your articles are fantastic. So how do you kind of land on topics that you want to write about? I really try to be authentic and do things that we're doing. So like we just got back from Disney and I thought, I've planned this trip for a year, literally a year, and figured just by talking to so many other moms, it's really overwhelming. <laughs> and there's so much that goes into it. So I was like, oh, I'll turn that into a, a series on the blog. And each episode will be a different topic about that. Or, you know, um, if we go to Sesame Place, I will write about that. So I try to really do it based on the things I'm already doing versus doing things for the blog itself trying to keep it authentic that way. So that's basically how I try to keep my content based on things that are going on around. Awesome. So you kind of mentioned that blogging is also a business, which is something I think a lot of, a lot of people are kind of confused about. They're like, is it, you know, how can I make a a profit off of my blog? So do you mind kind of delving in a little bit to how blogging is a business and how you went about growing that? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing I did, because being not established, you have to start kind of from the ground up is Um, affiliate links. So I applied to be an affiliate for all kinds of retail stores and got approved for most of them and now approved for all of them. And basically the way it works is if I buy a shirt from a store that I'm affiliated with and I post the link to it and somebody buys it, I would get a percentage of that. And 
that, you know, it doesn't cost anything to the person buying it. They just would check out through the store like normal. But the store, because I got them the sale, would give me a percentage of that. So affiliate marketing is a big way. And the other thing would be sponsored posts where a business, you know, wants you to work with them and, you know, you make money from kind of working with them in that way or, you know, different companies that you want to work with. There's a lot of pitching, you pitching companies and companies pitching you. Um, But I'm at a point now I turn down a lot of things because I really only want to work with places that I'm genuinely interested in, not just, oh, this place, you know, is offering to pay me, so I'm just going to do it. It has to be authentic and it has to be down to earth. But that's, I would say, the biggest way that bloggers in general make money is um, affiliate links, sponsored posts. A lot of bloggers write ebooks or courses. I don't do that. I'm not particularly interested in that, at least right now. But a lot of them um, will kind of make manuals or go-to guides. You may be for somebody starting out of how to help them kind of get ahead. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that you're you're kind of picky about who you work with because I'm sure yeah. in the beginning it can be tempting to just kind of take everything on right. and, and right. list to everything. So what's some advice to somebody out there who's maybe just first starting out and they're maybe not monetizing it yet, but they're getting there and they're tempted to just say like, I just want to say yes to everything because I need the money. What's your advice to them? Right. I think that you, part of being successful is having a true engagement with the people who choose to invest in you and follow you. And if you, let's say, are a, a beauty blogger, but you are writing about, you know, a bike, you know what I mean? Or, you know, uh, socks or, you know, it's something that kind of doesn't fit your niche. You are going to come across as somebody who's only doing things for money and you are not going to have people interested in you. So you have to think about the long run and, you know, try to really work with things that represent you and represent your niche and your focus. Because if you kind of look all over the place, people will see right through that. And, you know, if everything you post is an ad for something completely different, it just, you know, it doesn't look right. Right. It hurts your credibility. I'm, I'm yeah. Kidding. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So when you're first starting a blog, you're obviously hoping to have a readership and have mm-hmm. out people out there reading it. But I'm sure at, for anybody who's, you know, in the creative world or writing a blog, they're like, is anybody even looking at this? So how do you go about building your readership and, and having people actually commenting and engaging with you on your blog? How did you go about growing that background? Right, right. Is it just my mom or is there anybody else reading this? <laughs> I really spent a lot of time in engagement, um, especially with Instagram. Um, if you look at Instagram, my account, you know, that's by far the number one where I have the most people and second Facebook. And I haven't put as much into Twitter and Pinterest, even though Pinterest is really, really huge for bloggers. And that's something I'm still learning about myself. But to kind of build the following, I feel like you have to, you know, your immediate circles first, your family, your friends, and then you hope that they spread the word. And I've had really good friends. I have a really good circle, very supportive. And from the beginning, they were like sharing my page, you know, follow her, read what she has to say and helping me get the word out. And, you know, certain mom groups locally and throughout the state and throughout my area, they have certain days allotted for advertising, but it's just so hard because 
you, in one post once a week, it's hard to get across all you want to do for the people. So you just hope that, you know, people will see it and follow along. And I think NJ Mamapreneur has also helped me because we're, you know, a few thousand strong in that group and they are the best, most awesome women and very supportive. So they've also kind of helped share the journey along. I follow also, which is a really good tip, it's called the Gary V two cents, the dollar 80 method. I hope I'm saying that right. But what it is, is, you know, how you put your two cents in and you basically on Instagram, let's say, would find the top 10 hashtags in your niche. So let's say if you're a mother blogger, you do hashtag mom blog, hashtag mommy blogger, whatever it is. And the top nine photos, you would interact with them. And, you know, but genuine comments, not just like, you know, cute pic or, you know, like something really genuine. Like, you know, I, I really, really like that shirt or your daughter really has a beautiful smile. I mean, you know, not fake comments, but it's kind of just finding people that are like you and starting an engagement, you know, with them and kind of building a presence online. Right. I like that. The top nine photos. I'm going to remember that. So as somebody who's um, in the mommy blogger world, is there a balance between, and especially because you're also sharing about your family, is there a balance between how much you share, how much you don't share, what, what you're putting up online? Talk to me a little bit about how you kind of decide those boundaries. So I'm a very paranoid person, which is hard for me to be in this situation because once becoming a mother, I became terrified of a lot of different things. You become more fearful. So for instance, I will never write my daughter's names on anything that has to do with Glitz and Glam Mom. Um, if one of my friends by accident or did not know and they will write, oh, you know, your daughter by name looks so cute, I will delete it. And I will text them and say, you know, I don't put their names on because, you know, that's an honest mistake. They wouldn't know. So I do not put their age um, you know, I have toddler daughters and I kind of leave it at that. Um, I never put where we are until we are gone. So if I'm, let's say last weekend, we were at the gazillion bubble show in New York and I, you know, that was through my blog and, um, we were sent there and I wanted to take, uh, videos to put on my Instagram stories. So I took the videos during the show but I did not post them until we left because I will never put where we are at the moment we are. Or for instance, while we were at Disney, I had scheduled posts for the whole time we were gone. I did a whole lot of work before we left. And once we were already back, I wrote, hey, we just got back from Disney. So I will not announce we are not home. We are on vacation. You know, too many personal things because we just don't live in that kind of world anymore. You know what I mean? We're right. comfortable to do those type of things. So I definitely want to share, you know, my experiences, but my kids don't have to be put out there in terms of all their specifics, you know? Yeah, I think those are some great rules where you can still be authentic and vulnerable and share your story, but you definitely have like a hard line of of where your boundaries are. So I think that's great. Yeah. I love all of your photos on your blog. How do you get all these awesome photos and, and who does your photography? My husband's actually a photographer, so he, oh, wow, yeah, awesome. he does most of them. He has done photography for a long time. It was a passion for his and you know, he's turned it into a business. It's not his full-time job. 
Um, he's a veteran. He was in the military and now he works for the government. And this is something he does on the side. It's his side business, but it's very helpful to have a photographer who has the equipment. And he's also taught me, I edit most of the pictures on my phone um, with the Lightroom app and I have, you know, presets and all that. And he's taught me a little bit, even though he's told me that I, you know, he wants to teach me a little bit more because I don't want to have to rely on him to do every single picture that I need, but he does take a good amount of them. And we also work sometimes with other photographers that want to work with us. I've had ones reach out to me and my husband doesn't mind at all. So we, you know, if another photographer has a vision that they see with us, you know, we'll work with them. That's awesome. So for anybody out there who maybe doesn't have, you know, a, a significant other that's a photographer or maybe is yeah. just doing it themselves, what are some tips that you would give them to get good quality photos on their blog, but still, you know, don't have to go out there and pay like $200 to somebody to take their branded photos for For sure. Um, yeah, you could definitely do it yourself. I would say get yourself a good camera or if you have to use your phone, you know, get really good editing apps, get yourself like a ring light. You know, you could get them on Amazon for like $100 and they could fit your phone, they could fit your iPad. And, you know, get yourself some apps. You could do everything on your phone, you know, and get yourself a tripod, you know, a tripod and a timer and you could do it yourself, you know, because I do do it myself. My husband's not always around and I've learned a lot from him, but you don't need too much equipment. You know, you need a good lens, a good camera, a tripod, some good editing apps and I think you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, I like that. I've never tried one of those ring lights, but I've always been curious. Yeah, you know what? My husband had one, but I got my own because I was like, I need something that I can figure out how to use by myself in case he's not here. So, you know, and I got one for like a hundred bucks off Amazon and he showed me how to use it. And um, it's been helpful for when he's not here and I need to get something done. That's awesome. So how often are you posting? So blog posts, I do three a week and Instagram daily. And I actually just decided I'm going to try to do two a day, one in the morning and one at night and see how that goes, if it helps or makes things not good. You know, it's always like trying to figure it out because even when I just started, let's say we went to the Dream Machine, this exhibit in New York, and I had posted 10 different pictures back to back and I realized, oh my God, that's horrible. Like you're spamming everybody, you know, like that's, it doesn't come, you know, so I realized one picture at a time. And if you're going to do two a day, they should be really, you know, spaced out. So it's kind of like learn as you go. So I try to do an Instagram post at night. And then I'm trying just now, like starting this week to do one in the morning as well. Okay, cool. So I'd love to talk a little bit about content creation, because obviously that's, <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah. So do you kind of batch work your content? How do you go about creating all that so you have stuff ready to post? I have an editorial calendar. Um, I And I use my, my calendar on my iPhone. Those, those two keep me kind of in check. And if I, I basically do things around due dates. So if I am doing a campaign with a company and they need it posted by a certain date, I don't want to wait till the last minute. So I'll give myself a week before in case I have to move it around. But I basically give myself a guideline of um, 
due dates by campaigns and then what's going on. So like this week, I'm sure I'm going to do a post or two on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Thanksgiving because those are big, exciting things coming up. So it kind of depends on the calendar and it kind of depends on what we had planned for the weekend or during the week even and, you know, just trying to keep that all organized. Okay, I like that. So are there any misconceptions out there about blogging and being a blogger that you have come in contact with that you kind of want to clear up that people maybe don't understand about blogging? Yes, because I've already had multiple people say to me, I wish I was a blogger. That way I could just get stuff for free. And I was like, oh my God. You know, like, um, I think that, of course, they didn't realize that was a little offensive. I don't think bloggers are just trying to get whatever they can for free. It's a business like any other business. You know, if somebody, if a business does give you something, it's not for free. They're, you know, you have to write about it. You have to take pictures about it. You have to create content about it that your followers will like. So it's not just like, oh, here's something free. And so I've had multiple people say that. They just think that like, oh, you're just getting all this stuff for free and great. You know, like they, so I think that that's a huge misconception. It is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. There are contracts and thousands of emails and um, just, you know, it, it's a never ending job because there's always something else you could be doing. There's another email you could send out. There's another engagement you could do on Instagram. There's another post you could be writing. So it's not even like a nine to five job. It's a 24 hour a day job. It's as much as you put into it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that's something that I didn't even realize with blogging that how much goes into the back end. It's fascinating. It really is. So do you have a favorite post that you've written about or something that you really, really enjoyed writing? I don't think I have one in particular yet. I I do like writing about Disney. So I feel like that series as a whole, which I'm not even done with, I think I'm going to write one or two more pieces for that will be my favorite because it was such um, a great experience. And so it's so to keep the magic going of like reminiscing on the trip and writing about it. So probably writing about Disney because Disney's just, you know, the best place on earth. And it was our kids first big trip there. And we kind of did it up for them. And so just kind of remembering that and going through the pictures has been awesome. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember my first time going to Disney. <laughs> yeah, me too. I do too. Yeah. So is there something that maybe you know now after having your blog for a little while and, and learning some stuff that you wish you knew in the beginning that if you could go back and tell yourself, <laughs> is there something that you, you would go back and tell your, yourself when you were first starting? I think I would tell myself just to be, I'm the, see, I'm the type of person who wants to see results results from everything right away. And I didn't know all the angles of it. So I would just tell myself, you know, give yourself time. It's it's not even been six months right now. And I thought my first year was going to be a learning year, not much going on. And I'm already so incredibly busy that I think, you know, I had in the beginning to give myself a little bit like it'll happen. Don't worry about it. You have plenty left to learn. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. So you mentioned results. So how do you actually track your analytics and readership? Mm -hmm. I tr So I am not one to go stalking my Google analytics or I, I do look at my Instagram insights a little bit because I'm just curious about what my audience is and where they're from. For quite a while, my audience was more male than female, and that really freaked me out, actually. And I was like, how is 
like, what are these guys searching that they're finding me? Because my hashtags, everything is geared towards women, you know? So I don't even know how I was found by so many men. It was like, you know, 52% men or 53 and then the rest women. So now my women is over 50. So I'm a little happy about that. But I don't want to drive myself crazy with, oh, you know, more people viewed your story yesterday than today. Like, I don't want to do that to myself because it will make myself crazy. I'm kind of aware of just more like what time of the day is better to post than others. Um, Something I just learned about that actually, I don't even know if a lot of people know about this because I did not until maybe a month ago is domain authority, DA score, which is how your website is ranked on the internet and the higher the number, the better. And I had no idea what, what this was. And the only reason I did was because I saw people writing about brands asking for it or checking it. And I said, well, what is mine? I don't even know what that is. So I'm not even sure because it's way beyond my scope of expertise, how it works or how you raise it. I think that you just have to keep putting out good content, but mine was like a six and then a 12 and now it's like 19. And I think once you get over 20, like you're making more progress. So um, that's exciting. But again, it's something I didn't know anything about or that it existed at all. Oh, yeah. For anybody out there who's looking to start a blog, where should they start? Should they start with the social media? Should they start with go ahead and just start writing? I think the blog should be first. I did not go live until I had 10 posts written. As soon as I had my name, I saved all the social media accounts so that I could have the name saved. But I did not use the social media that's second and just from reading what other bloggers have said like Instagram is great and you could have 300 you know 300,000 followers but you don't own your content on any social media and it could be gone tomorrow and then what are you left with if you don't have your website if you don't have your blog that you own so I was like, that's true. I mean, right now, Instagram is great and brands are focusing on that more than anything else. But my blog has to come first. My website has to come first because what if Instagram is gone tomorrow and I don't have my blog to back up myself? So definitely blog first and social media second. Okay, that's great advice. Yeah, you're you're so right. We really don't own all that. And I have to kind of, you always have to kind of like remind yourself that, what's your, what's your real focus or where, where should that focus be? So I like that. I like that a lot. So are there any books or podcasts or courses or anything out there, or maybe other blogs that you have found helpful um, in your journey to building your, your own blog that you would recommend to the listeners? I basically, it's not one thing in particular. I learn a lot from blogger groups on Facebook. So it was actual real people, you know, talking about their experience. They weren't selling anything. They weren't doing anything. They were just kind of sharing their stories. That's how I relate more directly to people. So if you're blogging, you could join a bunch of blogger support groups, blogging for beginners and all these, there's thousands of them on Facebook and you could join them and ask your questions and, you know, search old posts in the group. And I feel like I learned so much from doing that. I do have other bloggers that I love for different niches. I love the parentologist. She is a public speaker and, you know, an expert in parenting and Disney obsessed. And she's just really cool. 
Um, I love Sassy Red Lipstick for fashion. She's awesome and she's a curvy girl and she rocks it and always looks so classy and so beautiful. And she's even answered so many of my questions, even though she has this enormous following and a crazy busy schedule. She always makes time to answer. And so, and there's been a few more, but um, they're just, you know, really, there's a lot of female bloggers out there that I've interacted with that have been really helpful and really awesome. And of course, you know, there's been a little on the other end of the spectrum too, but overall, I think asking questions and talking to people who are doing it is very helpful. Yeah, it's not competition. It's, you know, you're actually helping each other. That's always awesome. Because I think a lot of people when they're first starting out, they're like scared to ask other people in their industry because they think they're going to be turned off or they're not going to want to talk to them. But a lot of the time, people are pretty open to being helpful. Right. And I, I had another blogger tell me that the fashion specifically is very competitive and very quick. And I've read articles of people saying like a blogger might be nice to your face, but secretly hopes you get hit by a bus. You know what I mean? Like that type of competition. And I don't want any part of that. And that goes against who I am. I think that there's always more than enough for everybody. And, you know, there's always going to be different levels of a su- success and that's fine. And you know, to kind of, you should never want to build your success off of other people not doing well. That's just a little ugly. Yeah, I totally agree. So looking forward, you have some big goals or just things that you're, you're really hoping for the blog in the future? I do have some stuff in the works that's pretty big. I don't want to say yet because it's not signed on the dotted line, but I did do a TV show last week. I was on a TV show called Busy to Balanced on RVN TV. And I have some meetings with them coming up that might lead to something really cool. I'm interested in doing a lot of media participation. I like the idea of writing, you know, for other places or companies besides my blog. I like the idea of talking to other people, interviewing them and things like that. So a lot of media related things. Oh, that's exciting. I'll definitely have to keep following along and see all the really awesome things in the future. Awesome. So um, I know everybody's going to want to check you out and follow your blog and all that stuff. So do you mind telling the listeners how everybody can find you? Sure. So the blog itself is called Glitz and Glam Mom, and the website is Glitz, G-L-I-T-Z, Glam Mom, G-L-A-M-O-M dot com. So it's G-L-I-T-Z. G-L-A-M-O-M.com. And on all social media, it's the same. So on Instagram, it's at Glitz Glam Mom. On Facebook, it's Glitz Glam Mom on Twitter and Pinterest. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a blast talking to you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Don't forget that you can check out previous episodes as well as all the show notes at www.hustlenomicspodcast.com. If you want to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review. Each review means so much to me, and it really helps the podcast on the business end. If you want to find another way to support the show, we're also on Patreon. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like to hear covered on the show, feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover bonus content. 
If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep hustling.